Hello, everybody. How are you holding up? This is Mike Siegel from the Travel Tales podcast. And uh, as you can tell, this isn't the normal intro or the normal episode. I'm isolating myself, folks. I'm sure a lot of you out there are doing just the same. I don't know. I don't know what things are uh, happening in your neck of the woods. But here in Los Angeles, we are pretty much confined. It is March 25th when I'm recording this. And uh, we are told to uh, stay away from other people. (laughs) Social distancing. Now, social distancing is something that I've been practicing for quite a while. Most of my adult life, to be exact. Staying home alone is kind of my default setting, really. So not a huge change in my lifestyle, although I have lost all my gigs on land and sea. And like you, I'm sitting here wondering what the future holds. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for me as a stand-up comedian who performs on cruise ships. And as uh, we all know, cruise ships, I don't know how they're going to recover from this. They've survived uh, many different hits over the years, and they'll probably survive this, but not in the same way. I have to think people are going to be laid off. Uh, many are have been laid off already, albeit they say temporarily, but I don't know. Cruise ships already didn't have a great reputation on uh, viruses, <laughs> on people getting ill, and, you know, we've all heard the cliche, the floating Petri dish or whatever, but... Uh, you know, it's a real thing, and it's a real image problem uh, they're going to have re- to rebound from. And as someone who has made his living the last uh, four years or so as a cruise ship performer, I don't know what that means for me financially, personally. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a different world. So I got that to think about. And not to mention uh, my gigs on land canceled because you know, people aren't going to clubs. They're not uh, gathering en masse and watching shows. So I know I'm not alone in this. All the other performers, musicians, and um, everybody else, bands, I, I can't imagine what they're going through. Musicians already had a tough enough time making a living, so now they have to make all their money touring, and now the touring has dried up. So boy, oh boy, it's going to be rough times for everyone. But if you uh, have lost your job, I, I feel bad for you. I'm feeling for you, man, uh, or lady. I don't know why I say man. <laughs> um, but um, if you're still getting a paycheck, consider yourself lucky. Although, you know, I, I think we'll we'll all get through it if we're smart and um, lucky. But uh, stay away from others. Wash your hands. And this is kind of like the way we always have to live working on cruise ships. We're always constantly being told to wash our hands, and there's Purell uh, hand sanitizers at every room when you go in. So they've been on on top of this thing. Usually on cruise ships, it's about norovirus. So this is a new kind of virus, this COVID-19. And, uh, you know, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your your face, Your your certainly your eyes, nose, your mouth. Just don't do it. And that's hard. I never realized how much I touched my face until this came about. And, you know, I... I don't know where this is all headed. Certainly the entire travel industry, all my friends who are uh, travel bloggers and media uh, in the travel world, uh, travel agents, um, hotel operators, everything's going to take a hit here. Everything is taking a hit, and some people aren't going to survive in terms of their businesses. And that's a real real shame. And for those of you who have families and children you're raising, I know it's, it's tough. So where does that leave the Travel Tales podcast? Well, 
Uh, before all this started, I had been home since January 25th here back in L.A., and I've been doing a bunch of uh, interviews since then. So I had a lot of shows in the can, as we say in the biz. And the standard procedure here at the Travel Tales podcast is to release a new episode every two weeks. I'm still planning on doing that. I know to a lot of people, hearing about travel and faraway places may not be what they want to hear right now. But we have to remember what's out there. And I don't know, to me, just sitting here talking about the virus every week, and you're going to hear it nonstop from every media outlet, and it's going to be hard to get away from, and uh, maybe a little escape would be nice. And so I'm going to keep rolling these things out. In terms of new interviews, you know, I had some interviews scheduled here for last week. I, I had to cancel and or postpone. Uh, they're put on the back burner because people aren't going to strangers' houses anymore, and I get it. And if you're a regular listener of a show, you know how I feel about uh, online interviews via Skype or FaceTime or now Zoom. I'll give Zoom recording a try as well. I'm going to have to use, utilize all these things because uh, I don't know how long this situation is going to last. And that's the hardest thing. You know, if they, if they told us that, um, okay, by October, everything's going to be fine or by, uh, who knows, July, by anything, I could reschedule. I could reschedule my gigs that I've lost. I could uh, reschedule my trip to Japan that I was planning on taking in April, which is not going to happen. But we're just in this holding pattern that we just can't seem to, to make a plan because no one knows how long things will last. And, and uh, look, I have it much better than people with kids right now. My nephew is a senior in high school now. He's going to not have a graduation. He's not going to have a prom. He was supposed to look at colleges this past week and uh, can't do that. So he doesn't know where he's going to be going to school in the fall or if there's going to be school in the fall or when he's going to graduate. Is it going to be online? I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. And, and those, those moments don't come back in your life. And they've already canceled the uh, Olympics. They've pushed all these sporting events uh, until and, and the summer that are happening right now. The, uh, the soccer leagues around the world, the, I mean, NBA, the NHL, everything. Spring training. I was almost going to go. I had a gig in Arizona scheduled for the first week of April. That, of course, got canceled. I was going to see friends in Phoenix, so possibly going early to catch the last bit of spring training. All that is done. Everything's canceled. And I'm sure you've canceled many things in your life. So my Japan trip in April to see the uh, cherry blossoms and to go skiing and all that stuff, it's gone. It's all gone. And I don't know when I can head back. So for me, at least, it's not the time alone that's driving me nuts. It's the, uh, the not knowing, the uncertainty of everything. And I think that's what keeps people up at night, the uncertainty of, of when you're going to work again, when you're going to get a paycheck when you're going to be able to, to travel, even from state to state. I don't know if I can drive across country to see my family in Florida, or will I be stopped at the border? Will anything be open along the way? Is it better if I stay here because uh, I'd be bringing some kind of infection to them or whatever? I don't know. It's a waiting game. So I'm going through old boxes and I'm finding a lot of old photographs. I found my journals from my first trip out of the country, out of college. When I backpacked around Europe for six weeks, I found my journal and photos from 
my first solo trip out of the country in 96 to Australia and New Zealand, and they're pretty interesting. I toyed with the idea of reading some passages from from those on here as a way to kind of uh, give you some extra episodes. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. There's a lot of different options on the table for the future, not just for me, but for the entire travel industry and a travel podcast like this. Will people want to hear it? Will people want to uh, embrace travel like they used to? Flying, you know, the airlines are going to take a big hit, a big, big hit. What will flying post-virus be like? Will countries keep shutting their borders to outsiders? Will, will travel be as freely as it once was? And this is why I always emphasize, if you have the time, if you're healthy enough, if the world is stable enough, travel while you can do it. The future is very, very uncertain. When I first left the country, and I was you know, reminiscing, reading my old journal from, I'm going to age myself here. So this was 1989. 1989. Now think about that. 31 years ago. The Europe I saw in 1989 was very different than the one that exists now. There were two Germanys. There was a Soviet Union. There was no Eurozone. I had to change money in every single country you'd go to, which is a big hassle. I met a guy in England who was building the channel. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was a crazy idea. I'd just taken the ferry from Calais to Dover uh, across the English Channel from France, and I went to a pub in Dover, and I sat next to a Welshman who had been, uh, who was working on the channel. And I thought, you're going to build a tunnel under the water from here to, to Paris? All right, good luck with that. <laughs> I went to Berlin. I went to West Berlin, to be exact, uh, when it was still divided. I was there the last summer of the Berlin Wall and went through Checkpoint Charlie and, and spent a day walking around East Berlin. It was crazy. I still have some East German money. There was a Czechoslovakia. There was a Yugoslavia. You just never know. I stayed in West Berlin with a guy who had grown up there. I remember asking him if he thought the wall was ever going to come down, and he said, nah, I, don't, I can't see that happening. And six months later, there was smashing it. <laughs> I'm watching TV and seeing people smash the wall to pieces, and I just go, wow. History has a way of changing very rapidly. I was born during the Vietnam War. I've been to Vietnam twice now. I've been to Cuba. When I was growing up, the idea of going to Cuba was crazy. I've been to Croatia five times. I've been to Estonia, which was part of the Soviet Union. I've been to countries behind the former Iron Curtain, like the Czech Republic and Poland and Latvia. Things change very quickly. Borders change. Policies change. War breaks out. I mean, think about it. My last trip out of the country was in January. I was in Medellin, Colombia, which in the 80s was the most dangerous city in the world, literally, the murder capital of the world. And now it's a thriving city. You simply don't know. So when you have the chance to go somewhere, make the time to do it because you don't know if it's going to be available in the future. And also, you can't guarantee your health. My dad worked his entire life and thought that he could travel as much as he wanted when he was retired. But his body fell apart. You know, travel is very rough on your body. The farther you go, the stronger you need to be, and especially when you're going to, say, a third world country or something where, hey, flying long flights are uncomfortable. Buses are uncomfortable. Lugging a backpack around is uncomfortable. Steps, stairs, 
you know, old cities and uh, old pyramids and ruins. I mean, they're not like handicap friendly. If you got a bad hip, a bad knee, if you have dietary restrictions, all these things happen when you get older that makes travel that much tougher. So if you're young, strong, just do it. Just do it. I mean, look, the Eurozone has announced this year that they were going to start charging. I can't remember when, it, when they're going to start charging. Maybe in the next year or two, they're going to start charging Americans for a visa, which has never happened. So already the screws are getting a little tighter on the U.S. passport and traveling around. A passport gives you freedom. And my theory is you'd be a fool not to use your freedom. If you're lucky enough to be born in a wealthy country with a passport that can allow you to travel all around, man, oh man, you really won the lottery. But you never know where conflicts are going to break out. You never know how the politics shift. Some years a place is safe. Some years it's not. And some years there's a virus. And man, when you're locked down like this, speaking as someone who embraces freedom and mobility and the ability to just get up and go wherever I want, whenever I want, this is a real, uh, it's a real drag, I'm going to tell you. And this whole thing isn't going to scare me from traveling by any means. When this crisis fades, and it will fade, I certainly hope I'm, I'll be in good health still. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. But I can guarantee you this won't deter me from travel at all. My wanderlust and my curiosity is still too strong to let fear take over. And just like after 9-11, it took some time, but we, we got on planes again. But something was a little different, you know, a lot more security. We're taking our shoes off. It became a little bit more of, a, of an ordeal to travel. And I think there may be a little bit of that after this, that there's just going to be extra steps. Whether we all have to wear masks on a plane, whether we, uh, you know, it's going to take more time to sanitize planes, um, whether all airlines will get rid of a lot of food service or things like that. I don't know. I tell you what, you're going to see a lot more hand sanitizers everywhere. <laughs> and maybe that's not a bad thing. But frequent travelers like myself are usually pretty careful to begin with. So I'll just keep uh, being more vigilant. Wash the hands, wash the hands, wash the hands. Bring your own sanitizers and wipes with you. I haven't gone the full face mask route, but regardless, whether I got to wear a mask or not, I'm still going to travel, and I hope you will too. No stinking virus is going to keep me from seeing the world. But until then, practice social distancing, which is a term that uh, if, uh, when all this is over, I care not to hear ever again, along with hunker down. Can we stop with the hunker down? Hunker was never a word I ever used until now, and I don't need to hear it 500 times a day. Hey, hunker down over there. Hey, no kidding. No, thank you. Stop with the hunker. Hashtag hunker strike. But we're going to get through this, everyone. We are. And I'm going to keep giving you regular episodes while I can. Please excuse me if they're online interviews and maybe the sound quality isn't as pristine as it is right now. Can't be helped. Desperate times mean desperate measures. We're all sacrificing a little something these days. So to all my listeners out there, please be safe. Please be strong. Please stay curious. And for now, please keep your social distance. I'll keep checking in with you, and I hope you'll keep checking in with me, whether by listening or even writing me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Write me a note. Tell me how you're coping. Got any questions, you can ask me. And hey, I got a Wi-Fi connection and a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> Enjoy this week's episode. And as always, thank you for listening. Stay safe, everyone.